We're reading from the New Living Translation. The book of Joshua, the sixth chapter, beginning at the 22nd verse of the New Living Translation. And verse 22 reads, Meanwhile, Joshua said to the two spies, Keep your promise. Go to the prostitute's house and bring her out along with all her family. The men who had been spies went in, brought out Rahab, her father, her mother, brothers, and all the other relatives who were with her in her house. They moved her whole family to a safe place near the camp of Israel. Then the Israelites, Israelites burned the town and everything in it. Only the things made from silver, gold, bronze, or iron were kept for the treasurer of the Lord's house. Here's where the subject for this ninth message is found. Verse 25. So Joshua spared or saved, one translation says, Rahab the prostitute and her relatives who were with her in the house. Read that again so the devil can get mad. So Joshua spared prostitute Rahab her relatives and all that were in her house because she had hidden the spies that Joshua sent to Jericho and she lives among the Israelites to this day even today the text says when it was written and the church said amen catch someone by the hand the Harvest is the series for this summer of 2018. God has blessed us to share wonderful messages on the harvest from God's perspective, how we should reach out beyond the walls and tell people about the goodness of the Lord. And don't give up on anyone. This ninth message is very special to this series. As you squeeze those hands, Look at someone and simply say to them, Rahab's house. That's what we want to talk about, Rahab's house. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Rahab's house. One of those houses in one of those communities with those kind of people living in it. I'm going somewhere. It's called Rahab's house. One of the fundamental principles of our Christian faith is that anyone can be saved regardless of their background, regardless of their past experience. Look at somebody and say, anyone. God can save anyone. No one is beyond the reach of God. No one is beyond 
the mercy of God. Anyone can be saved. Lawyer, doctor, Indian chief, railroad conductor, garbage collector, unemployed, drug addict, drunk on the street. Doesn't matter who you are, you are special to God. And if you don't believe that, then you need to sit under the word to understand what God is up to. One of the greatest and perhaps the most quoted scripture in the Bible is John 3.16, in which it simply says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We all know that verse, don't we? That whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. <laughs> the key words in this iconic, powerful verse are whosoever believes. These words jump out. For these words suggest that the key to having a proper relationship with the Lord is faith to believe. Key to having a, an, a, a right now relationship with God is that you believe who God is. You believe what God says. Note, the text does not say in John, whoever goes to Bible way, whoever your mother says is important. Doesn't say how you dress, walk, shout, speak in tongues or fall out. It simply says, whosoever believes, that means everybody. If you have faith, faith is the key for the author of the book of Hebrews writes these words in Hebrews, the 11th chapter and the 6th verse says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For we that come to the Lord must first believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Uh, what you need to be pleasing to God is faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We're going to be preaching about that all of 2019. Talking about faith because faith is the key. Faith is when you don't see your way, you believe that God can make a way. Faith is when you feel bad, you still declare, I'm already healed. Faith is when you're broke, you say, I'm blessed and highly favored by the Lord. Faith says better days are coming by and by. How many of you are living by faith? And faith is not what you can put your hands on and, and what folk can see and what folk can confirm. It is the evidence of things that are not seen. Faith is when you can't see it, but you just believe that somehow God has already worked it out. Oh, I need some faith walkers. I just... Just, just, just for a little while, just in any witnesses in here who say we've come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord, <laughs> not trusting in our own way. But I'm here to tell you that if you bless and highly favored, faith made it possible because there have been times in all of our lives in which we should have given up. 
In fact, there have been times in which the enemy thought he had us. But faith says it's not over yet. <laughs> Anybody in here ever stepped out on nothing and believed that something was there and you didn't have to touch it or see it, but you just believed that God was a heart fixer and a mind regulator and God was a healer and a provider. Uh, any, any witnesses and a very present help in the times of trouble I, I just want to know if there's anyone in here that has ever had to trust God when you couldn't trace God had to trust God when you didn't feel anything faith somebody say faith <laughs> I'm here to tell you faith still works I'm not talking about other people's faith in you. Because if our salvation was dependent on other people having faith in us, some of us would never make it. Because the truth be told that there are folk who gave up on some of us a long time ago. There are folk who just because of where you are from, just because of your zip code, just because of the community you live in, there are folk who've already said you won't amount to anything. There are folk because of your bloodline, because perhaps somebody in your family was an alcoholic. They have already determined that you are one. But the devil is a liar. I, I read an interesting study. My good friend, Mr. John Thompson, the other day that disturbed me. It says that across the United States, prisons are being built based on how many former convicts have sons and I scratched my head they says it's being built on if 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 those who have been convicted of crimes and if they have sons then the likelihood is that some of those sons half of those sons uh, perhaps would end up repeating what their father did and they called it the generational curse but I stood flat footed and said in AD 33 a man from Galilee hung on a cross and declared it is finished the curse has been broken somebody ought to stand up and say the devil is a liar just because your husband went to jail doesn't mean your son's going to jail can I get a witness Whew. They don't know the God we serve. <laughs> you can't judge people's destiny by what you think they're going through. Because beyond what you can see, God is working some things inside. Ooh. There's some gifts in people you don't even see yet. You can't get beyond how they smell like alcohol to understand what God can do in their life in the future. You can't get beyond how they look now. Uh, you limit what God can do. But the truth is, all of us have been somewhere that God alone had to bring us out of. Now, maybe I'm preaching to the wrong crowd. Maybe I need to find me another church to preach to. Uh, maybe all of you are blessed and never went through anything and you don't know what it is to struggle and you've never been delivered from anything. But is there anybody in the house just for 
a demonstration to show the devil that you are a living testimony that God brought you from a place where others thought you would never be delivered from just 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 stand one time and shout but God sit down before church breaks out because somebody say you are looking at one incredible testimony tell, tell them I, I've got a story behind this praise Ooh. listen look at the text I want to show you something in this text in this text God has asked us to examine the testimony and I want you to pay close attention to how I describe this woman. One incredible, unusual woman of faith who happened to have been a prostitute. Let me say that again. One unusual woman of faith who happened to have been a prostitute and how her faith not only saved her, but saved her entire household from destruction. Your faith can still save your house. <laughs> Our text involves the testimony of one of the most intriguing characters in the Bible. A woman simply known as Rahab. And every time the Bible describes her, the Bible describes her as Rahab the prostitute. <laughs> uh, God's doing something. God wants to show us that I can extend my mercy and grace to anyone. According to the text, Rahab was not only a prostitute, but in fact, the first century Jewish historian by the name of Josephus suggests that Rahab probably operated a house of prostitution. In other words, she was a madam during that day. And most people that came in, in and out of her house <laughs> came in for the business that she operated. Also, those that lived in her house were her family members. Text tells us her father, mother, sisters and brothers I am absolutely sure that she nor anyone in her family were well thought of by the Jericho high up society in other words they didn't think too much of uh, sister Rahab she, she wasn't well thought of family wasn't in fact I am absolutely sure that many considered Rahab's house as perhaps the worst house in town. You know how folk are. That house. She lived over there. That's that woman in that house. Let me tell you how bad she was and why her geographical footprint matters in this text. The Bible tells us in the second chapter of Joshua, the 15th verse, the New Living Translation said her house was built in the wall 
the King James says, her house was built on the wall. Now let me help you understand why this is so significant. The least important folk, the expendable folk, those that society at that time didn't think much of, they lived closer to the wall. So that if the enemy ever overtook the city and penetrated the wall, they would die first. <laughs> in other words, Rahab lived in an environment that nobody else wanted to live in. And so if, help me see this, use your Holy Ghost imagination. If the least important folk lived close by the wall, who lived in the wall? You, you had to have been the worst of the worst. Now, you can live 10 yards, 50 feet, a mile from the, but when your house is, is built into the wall, that means if the wall ever came down, oh, somebody just remember what Joshua did, it would be impossible outside of divine intervention for your house to survive. Why? Because when the wall collapsed, your house would collapse. You would be the first to go. However, what Sister Rahab possessed was something that no one else in Jericho seemed to have had. She may not have had the social distinction of being significant or important, but she had something nobody else seemed to have had. Faith in Jehovah, the sovereign God of Israel. You, you don't have to be like other folk to have faith. You, you don't have to uh, be considered to be deep and holy and all of that to have faith. They may have looked down on Rahab, but she looked up to God. And it doesn't matter if people look down on you. It matters if you look up to God. Rahab had a faith unlike anyone else in the entire town of Jericho. Listen, in fact, you know the story of how Joshua sent two spies uh, to spy the land. They went there and they took refuge in Rahab's house. Rahab housed them. Rahab uh, hid them uh, from those who were out to destroy them. Rahab saw something, knew something, believed something. That all these uppity folk, all these religious folk, all these other folk who live miles from the wall never knew. According to chapter 2 and verse 9, Rahab said to the spies that she protected in her house. Somebody say her house. Where did the men of God stay in the prostitute's house? And so don't you look down on houses you pass by on your way to church feeling so important thinking some people are beyond redemption for in her house live the spies protected uh, by Rahab. Note what she said, chapter 2, verse 9. Rahab said to the spies that she protected 
I know that the Lord has given this land to you. Good God Almighty. Now this is faith. I know something that everybody else doesn't know. I know that the God you serve has given this land to you. Uh, Rahab made the choice to trust and believe the Lord God Jehovah of Israel. She had faith to know something. Look at verse 11 of chapter 2. She goes on to say, For the Lord your God is the supreme God of the heavens above and the earth below. I told the church this morning, Deacon Joe Nesbitt, late mother, Mother Maddie Harris used to sing that song, Sail all the time, What You Know About Jesus. See, a whole lot of folk got a whole lot of education, but, but you don't have the kind of education you know what you ought to know about Jesus. You may know calculus and you may know English and you may have written dissertations, but when your back is against the wall, Aristotle and Socrates can't deliver you. Can I get a witness? You ought to know something about the Lord your God. Ask somebody sitting next to you, what do you know about the Lord? Do you know he's a healer? Ooh, is there anybody in here? Let, let, let me just throw out some things to make sure I'm in the right place. Is there anybody in here know that God is a healer? Tell him I know something. Is there anyone in here know that the, put it on the audience, know that the Lord your God is a deliverer? Stand up. Look at somebody and say, this I know. Is there anybody know he is a provider? And a way maker. Is there anybody in here ever been broke and didn't know how you would make ends meet, but somehow you're still living in your house and still have your lights on and somehow God has kept making ways over and over again. Do me a favor and cross the aisles and give somebody a high five and say, neighbor, I know what I know. That God is able. Rahab! Woo! Good God Almighty! Rahab knew something! Y'all sit down. Sit down before a praise breaks out. And somebody just thought about something that you know that other folk didn't know. How you made it. Baby, how, how, how you made it? Raise all those children by yourself. How you made it, that little bit of money you made. But what they did not realize is what you know about the God you serve. And you know that God will never leave you nor forsake you. And you know that when your back was against the wall, you can call on the man. Any testimonies up in here? You may not have lived in the best house in the best neighborhood, but you know something. I look what God has done. I told the church God has bought a lot of us from the other side of the track. 
God has migrated folk from he Wheeler Hill to Arthur Town, the Taylors, Little Cannon, Gazden, Yamasee, St. Stephen's, Cross Out, Goose Creek, all of those folk, all in the upstate. God made a way out of nowhere. Look at somebody say, I haven't always been like this, but the God we serve, you owe God a praise. You owe God some thanks. Let me pause for one minute. Take 20 seconds and put your hands together. Give God your best praise. the faith <laughs> to believe in the God that delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt all other folk in Jericho did not have the faith she had Rahab had faith to say to the spies when God gives you this city not if. Good God Almighty. Let me, let me preach to this side of the church. Look at somebody said, there are no ifs in my vocabulary. Not when it comes to God. When God brings you out. When God makes a way. When God heals your body. When the Lord gives you this land remember me and my house you know what happened the walls of Jericho fell down flat now <laughs> you ever wonder why they fell flat Sarah? only one reason because God had to protect the house in the wall And if the walls would have crumbled a certain way. You ever wonder why you're still standing when everybody else around you fell? God allowed some things to fall certain ways just so you wouldn't be destroyed. And the reason some of us are still here Tell me what God can do. The walls fell a certain way to protect Rahab. Somebody shout Rahab's house. <laughs> Here comes the text. Joshua then says to these two spies, go keep your promise. Go find Rahab the prostitute. Bring her out. Bring her father out mother sisters 
brothers, cousins, Shanae and Pookie. Go, go, go get Nene and, and Dangalang. <laughs> now that was a name. I ain't making up that. We had that's a name in Taylor's. Where my Taylor boy? Hey man, go, go get all of those folk that nobody else would see. And look at God. Only one house stood. Only one house had folk that was saved from destruction. Somebody shout Rahab's house. Now where are the critics? Now where are all of those sedity uppity folk who looked down on Rahab? But because she had the faith, God protected her. And I want to show you something that only God could do. And we'll rejoice. So God's not through with Rahab yet. You would think that just saving her house would be enough. But somebody help me declare, look at God. Let me, can, I, can, can you go with me to Matthew's chapter 1? I, 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 I want to show you something. Then we'll end with Hebrews 11 and 31. But Matthew's chapter, can I preach this? So, so, so the house Mother King gets destroyed. Rahab's family gets saved. You would think that folk would say, well, that's good. Rahab got saved. She can go back and start her business again. No, but when God touches you, you don't go back doing what you used to do. Can I preach to somebody? It's one thing to come out of Rahab's house. It's another thing to go back to Rahab's house. So God brings her out of that business and God saves her. Matthew, the first book in the New Testament, the first verse of chapter 1 says this, and then we'll drop down to, to verse 5. Verse 1 says, this is a record of the ancestors of Jesus, the Messiah, a descendant of David and Abraham. And then the text goes down to talk about Abraham was the father of Isaac, Jacob was the father of Judah, Perez was the father of Herzan, went on to all of the folk they named. But then look at verse number five. Good God Almighty. How many times have I heard women say, I want my Boaz? How many times have I heard women say, God's got a Boaz for me? Well, let me remind you who Boaz's mother was. I feel happy myself over that because don't tell me what God can do. Bo! Verse number five. Salmon was the father of Boaz whose mother the most eligible bachelor in the Old Testament had a mama who used to be a prostitute that God picked her up whose mother was Rahab. Boaz was the father of Obed, 
whose mother was Ruth. Obed was the father of Jesse. Jesse was the father of King David. Give somebody a high five and say it all started with a prostitute by the name of Rahab. Don't tell me what God can do. If God did it for Rahab, Say, neighbor, don't you give up on anyone. Say, God is still saving folk in Rahab's house. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Anybody know God can still save folk in Rahab's house? Put a praise on it. How many folk would have given up on Rahab if they can can I just do some deduction homiletics if they had not been a Rahab perhaps they would not have been a Boaz if it had not been a Boaz perhaps they would not have been an Obed it had not been a Obed, perhaps there would not have been a Jesse. Had not been a Jesse, perhaps there would not have been a King David. Grab your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, there's a king or a queen somewhere in your bloodline. They may not come to church now, but it doesn't mean God is through with them. They may be drinking now, but it doesn't mean God is through with them. You've got 30 seconds to put your best praise over what God's going to do through your bloodline. Touch two people. Say God is able. Rahab's house. Rahab's house. Somebody shout Rahab's house. Drop this last thing on you. Stand to your feet. We're almost ready for the altar. God told me to just slow this down to drop this on you. Hebrews 11. 
the chapter that's called the Faith Hall of Fame. In Hebrews 11, there are many names whew, that were mentioned Abraham, Moses, Isaac, Jacob, but two women names, only two women were mentioned in Hebrews 11. The first was Sarah, the wife of Abraham, the mother of Isaac, the grandmother of Jacob, and the great-grandmother of Joseph. But then drop down to verse 31. Oh, good God almighty. The only other woman mentioned by name in Hebrews 11 wasn't Mrs. Delta Sigma Theta. Alpha Kappa Alpha. It wasn't Mrs. Jack Ajia. But God in his infinite wisdom Drop one other female name in Hebrews 11 and God says Rahab the prostitute was not destroyed with the people in our city who refused to obey God for she had given a friendly report don't tell me what God won't do and if God can save Rahab's house God can save your house. Cross the aisle and say, neighbor, put a praise on what God is going to do in your house. Come on, meet me at the altar and praise me. Rahab's house. Look at God. Look at God. Somebody help me say, look at God. To everyone who gets an attitude with me because I won't kick certain folk out the church. The devil is a liar. To everyone who thinks Pastor Jackson is not conservative enough, he, uh, he tolerates and put up with too much. The devil is a liar. But there's some Rahab's that walk through this door every day. Now here's what the Bible does not ever say, that Rahab ever went back to her former life. When God touches you, you'll never be the same. Anybody know that Jesus still saves? Anybody know that he can save your house? Listen. As we prepare for this altar, there is a wonderful old song of the church that Pastor Marvin Wynan did a, a different mix on it. And 
song says Jesus saves I heard a joyful sound look at somebody and says Jesus saves Jesus saves spread the tidings spread them all around Jesus saves Jesus saves to the utmost <laughs> Jesus saves I love this song to the utmost Jesus saves. He will pick you up. Somebody just turn around one time and make the devil mad and say, turn you around. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus says, now if you are a liar or a cheater, Jesus says, go get a friend. Pick up a neighbor. Tell them that Jesus saves. Lift those hands and say, to the utmost. I'm so glad he saved me. Jesus saves. To the utmost. Jesus saves. He will pick you up and turn you around. <laughs> Jesus saves. He's still saving folk in Rahab's house. Come on, brother TJ. Lift those hands. Ooh. Somebody, if you're praying for somebody in your house, listen, somebody in your house, you want to be saved, leave your seat, come stand at this altar. I believe, I just believe God can do it. He still says, Mother Jackson. He still says, <laughs> Oh, yeah, mothers, Mother Simmons. The joyful sound. Anybody know Jesus? Jesus Wave those hands in the air if you know He does. Jesus saying, saying, TJ, yeah, spread the tidings, spread it all Jesus saves. Jesus saves to the apples. Lift those hands. Jesus saves. Go get a friend. Go and grab. 
neighbor. Go grab your neighbor and tell them that. Tell them that Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Now if you're lying, maybe being a cheater, maybe being a cheater, Jesus saves. Doesn't matter what you used to be. Jesus saves. You ought to go and get a friend. Go and grab a neighbor. Let them know Jesus saves. Jesus says to the utmost, to the utmost, Jesus says to the utmost, Jesus says he will turn you around, turn you around. One of the things that I am most proud of, this young generation, and I see many of you in this audience, I, I, I am most proud of how you reach back and try to help others. There are young ladies in here who provide clothing for other young ladies who get out of prison and have no clothing. There are young men in here and others John, I appreciate you and others, man, who go to homeless shelters and feed those that nobody else wants to feed. There are brothers in here who go minister to folk on the street. Thank you, Jeff, and others. Because you believe the fundamental principle that God can save anybody. Ooh, he saved us. That's why we shouldn't give up on anyone. The church is not an exclusive place. Listen. Literally, I've had people angry at me because of who comes to church. And that blew my mind. I said, now, help me understand this. You are angry because certain kind of people in your mind come to church. And I asked the question, where should they go? Ooh, this is not a social club. This is, this is not a country club. We, we are a place that tells people to the utmost, Jesus says. And Jesus can take you right where you are. Listen to this text. Somebody dropped this in their writings as I studied this text. And it literally blew my mind, mother. It says, note, Joshua did not ask Rahab to change before he saved her house. There is nowhere in the text where Joshua said, now the only way we're going to save your house is that you better stop doing what you are doing right now. You, you better leave that business alone. We ain't touching you unless you change. No, he saved her then God changed her 
And so I'm here to tell you, if you allow God to change people, woo, God changes people, not us. We've got to open our arms and say, God can save you. God loves you. And because Joshua did not have to preach to Rahab, he demonstrated love to Rahab. Rahab became the mother of Boaz, who became the grandfather of King David. Simply because God didn't give up on anyone. Ooh, come on and tell him one more time, TJ. Jesus says, put your arms around somebody and say, he's still saving it. He still wants you. <laughs> to the utmost. Ooh, he's still to the utmost. Jesus said, thank you, Lord. I know we're not perfect, but thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. is concerned about is where you're going to be where he's going to lead you there's a king somewhere in you there's a queen somewhere in you and only two women mentioned in Hebrews 11 one was the iconic wife of Abraham by the name of Sarah the other was a prostitute from Jericho by the name of Rahab. That tells you what God thinks about people. Woo. He doesn't discriminate. Woo. Close those eyes. and If you want him to do something in your life this morning, you just meet me at this altar and say, Pastor Jackson, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for God to do something supernatural in my house, and in my life. I want to say this last thing. Her whole house was saved because of her faith. The Bible never said her mother, father, sister, brothers, or her children had faith. But it said because of Rahab's faith, the whole house was saved. Your house can be delivered because of your faith. Ooh. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We, we honor you this day. We thank you for this harvest series. Thank you for showing us such a powerful example of how you can save someone out of Rahab's house. You can save the prostitute from Jericho. Ooh. She can become part of the lineage of the ancestry of Jesus. Ooh. Rahab, <laughs> the prostitute. How in Hebrews 11:31, her name appears, Rahab the prostitute. You're still saving folk in Rahab's house. I don't care what anybody else think. Somebody can be delivered. Someone can be set free. Lord, we thank you. We praise you in advance. We declare and decree that it is already done. Look at somebody say, already done. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Put your arms around somebody. Say, he's still saving. If you're here this morning, come on in today. Come on, if you want to make that change, I'll wait right here on you. Somebody. It doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter who you are. Jesus. Come on, step out by faith. Come on, if you're here. Somebody clap those hands. Just allow me to place this in the atmosphere one more time. Look over at somebody and say, God is still saving folk in Rahab's house. He's still saving those that are in Rahab's house. Are you glad about it? Amen. Listen, we're going to finish this Tuesday night. And 